Few things are harder than the mission of raising your kids. At The Dad Project, we get experienced dads to reveal what's worked for them, offering practical, time-tested advice. Being a successful dad is tough, and we're here to help you get it done. Welcome to The Dad Project. In this episode of The Dad Project, Adam Merring discusses the need for dads to renew the value we place on the virtue of sincerity and offers some practical tips for living out sincerity in the home and at work. Adam works for a temporary staffing company and is based in Ventura County, California. He and his wife have six children. Most of us have a bit more time on our hands than normal these days. And I've used a little bit of mine thinking about the virtue of sincerity. And I came quickly to an important conclusion. One of the hardest things to do is to honestly assess one's own situation. The temptation towards thinking that we are better off than we actually are is one of the single biggest hurdles to improvement that each person faces in their life. We are all experts in self-deception. But why is this? Well, on the surface, it's certainly easier to assume that I'm okay and you're okay rather than doing the hard work of honest self-improvement. Truth is hard. To tell it and to hear it can often be difficult. We instinctively recoil at being corrected. This has certainly been true in my life. But I think there's another reason as well. We have lost the understanding of and the commitment to the virtue of sincerity in both our families and in the wider culture. Sincerity, of course, is closely connected to humility, and so much of modern life seems to depend on setting humility aside and celebrating ourselves. Our social media fixation, for example, on presenting the best version of ourselves shines a light on this gap. We'd rather create an illusion of perfection and happiness than set about the difficult work of improving ourselves. As dads, we have to take responsibility for this loss of honesty and do everything we can to bring about a renaissance of sincerity in our families and in the communities we live, work, and play in. We need to teach it certainly to our children, but we need to first and foremost live it. In our time together today, my goal is to share some insights on how we might do both well. First of all, let's define our terms. What is sincerity? The dictionary gives us the following definitions as a starting off point. Sincerity is freedom from deceit, hypocrisy, or duplicity, honesty and attention and communication, earnestness. A friend of mine shared with me a story about ancient Rome that I think sheds some valuable practical understanding on what true sincerity involves. In Rome, sculptors were highly regarded and sought after artists, of course. This demand for skilled artisans created an environment where not-so-skilled sculptors saw an opportunity to capitalize. Dishonest sculptors would cover the flaws in their work with wax, filling in holes or cracks that had developed through their own substandard work, hoping that it wouldn't be noticed by discerning eyes. Well, word got around about this scam, and true artists started advertising their work as, quote, without wax. Some scholars believe that this is where the word sincerity comes from, from the Latin sin, without, and sera, wax. Whether or not this history is legend, I think it's helpful in illuminating the importance of sincerity and a clear example of what we stand to lose without a commitment to it. So on the surface, it's pretty simple, right? Everybody wants everyone else in their life to be sincere with them. Great marriages are founded on sincerity. Spouses depend on total transparency and their commitment to fidelity and love. Bosses are celebrated for their sincerity and openness with their employees. And in turn, managers rely most on those staff members 
that they can trust for unvarnished feedback and true collaboration. What voter would ever say that they are comfortable with their elected officials lying to them? Without sincerity, life can get pretty ugly pretty quick. It really becomes a cutthroat, win-at-all-costs game where the ends justify the means. Think of the character of the slimy car salesman. He'll tell you anything just to sell you that car, get it off his lot, no matter the damage to his reputation. Every relationship in society is built on trust, and trust is dependent upon sincerity. So as a dad, we can see the damage that a culture of insincerity creates in both our families and in our communities. So what's a practical guide to living and teaching sincerity in my home and with my children? It seems to me that we need to come at this question in two ways. First, focusing on sincerity with ourselves, and then turning and focusing on sincerity with others. These two are closely connected. Sincerity with ourselves is the runway to true self-improvement, and sincerity with others is the hallmark of any great friendship or relationship with our colleagues, classmates, friends, etc. Here are some ideas. First, how can we be sincere with ourselves? Avoiding self-deception at all costs needs to be our goal in our own lives, and we must teach this principle to our kids. We must call things by their names. In Alcoholics Anonymous, the first step to recovery is announcing the reality of the situation. I am an alcoholic. Take this great advice and apply it to your own life. Don't sugarcoat situations. If you got reprimanded at work for poor performance, own it and work to improve. Your leader, having risked your bad opinion by having the guts to tell you the truth, has done you a great favor. Now you know what to work on. If you are trying to lose weight, and you continue to gain it despite your best effort, be honest and recognize that the plan you have to lose weight might not be the best fit for you and change course. It takes fortitude to examine oneself and it will be hard at first, but commit to setting aside time every day to appraise how you're really doing in relation to the goals you've set for yourself. And do the same thing with your kids. If they got a C in science, don't excuse it, shine a light on it and ask why. There is a difference between an excuse and a reason, right? Find the reasons, set the excuses aside. Denial is not just a river in Egypt, it's the root cause of our mediocrity. It's based on the pride that we take in our own perceived perfection, and it must be rooted out at all costs. A wise professional advisor once encouraged me to reveal first to my mentor the thing that I most wanted to keep hidden when thinking about my improvement plans. So as dads, how might we do this with our kids? Here's one idea. Set aside one-on-one -on -one time each week with each of your children and give them in that conversation a chance to tell you what they think is going well for them and then what areas they think they have improvement opportunities in. Listen and take a few minutes to share your own thoughts on what you think is going well for them and what they can improve in. During this back and forth, push hard for honest and open dialogue. Don't settle for generalities. Depending on their age and maturity level, be brutally specific, celebrating the positive, but also calling out the negative. And on the challenges, don't stop at just naming the issue. Ask each other for ideas on how to improve it. Once an issue is out in the open, you can now capitalize and set about fixing it. When it is hidden, it festers and maybe even grows. Regular, consistent, one-on-one -on -one protected time between dad and child is a great way to start to create an environment based on sincerity in the home. Here are a couple other practical tips. 
My family has always found that group discussions foster the best back and forth about complicated and important ideas. The kids seem to feed off each other. It feels less like mom and dad teaching or preaching and more like a discussion without a specific agenda. So how do we do that? Well, we like to throw out questions at the dinner table when there's a bit of a topic lull. So, for example, when thinking about how to drive a discussion on sincerity, my wife or I might say, hey guys, why do you think sincerity is important in life? Or, why do you think many people find it hard to live sincerity every day? Or, here's a good one. Did anyone see a good example of sincerity in action with your teachers or friends today that we could discuss? And then, as those real-life examples are discussed amongst the family, my wife and I try to draw lessons from both the positive or maybe negative examples. Another method I've used with some success in a group family setting is to give anecdotes from my professional life that can make sincerity, or really any virtue, come to life in a real way. Living any virtue can require sacrifice, but highlighting in natural and conversational ways that it can be done in the everyday keeps virtue from being words on a page and instead makes them principles to actually live by and live through. Okay, two other quick tips. A great way to make sincerity real in your homes is to be habitually vulnerable and quick to publicly own mistakes that you've made to your wife and kids. Again, sincerity is impossible without humility, and humility is truth. So if you've screwed up, lost your temper, for example, or maybe overreacted to something, own it and apologize. You certainly won't be breaking any news that you're not perfect, and you'll be scoring credibility points for when you ask your teenagers to be sincere with you about some issue or situation down the line. Remember, leaders eat last and always go first. And then one last tip. Show mercy with your kids when they are sincere and admit something less than flattering or something that they did wrong. When you expect the truth and then get it, don't forget to be appreciative. You can still execute appropriate consequences to whatever they did wrong, while at the same time recognizing that being honest and open with you was a positive choice your child made. Don't take that choice for granted. So once you've established this consistent ethic of sincerity in the home, it's important to take that same principle and apply it to the relationships you have in the outside world. And then teach your kids to do the same with their friends. Work associates, neighbors, friends all need to be able to rely on your sincerity in your dealings with them. If you work hard to prove yourself as a source for objective, honest analysis, you will distinguish yourself in the minds of others, and you will find yourself being sought after and relied on. And in this way, you will help others to improve through your sincerity with them in the same way that you've improved due to the sincerity you have with yourself. Another important part of this dynamic with our friends and colleagues is that we must never betray their trust. Keep their confidence. Do not gossip. And then teach your children this same important lesson. Mark Twain famously said, when in doubt, tell the truth. That's really excellent advice. When it comes to improving ourselves and helping our kids understand the areas that they can improve in, sincerity and the culture of truth-telling it fosters is the key. We can't put plans together to take positive steps forward in any aspect of life without first having a solid understanding of where we need help. And that only comes through sincerity with ourselves about who and where we are. It's impossible to be a man of character or build children that will grow into adults of character without it. Hey, thanks for listening to The Dad Project. 
If this talk was valuable to you, please go to our website at dadproject.net and make a voluntary one-time or recurring donation to help support our operations. Any amount helps. Catch you next time at The Dad Project.